Today on the show, I'm happy to have Joe Budadady. She's the CEO of SpaceSense AI. They're making satellite imagery tech mainstream. You felt compelled to start this company. Yeah, like looking back before, almost a year before I started SpaceSense, I was trying to see, trying to talk to a lot of people that felt satellite data could completely change how they do their everyday, solve the challenges. But one thing that really stayed with me was this company give directly was supporting a situation, a flooding situation in a third world country. And the only way they knew where to go support, which house to go help, which family to go help was coming from the media. And that was not okay. As a very basic scenario, without using AI, the most basic thing every time we see after a flood is every news channel has a map of where flood happened. And it's a very old science behind using satellite data, how to extract where flooding happened, how intense was it, and where exactly have my houses, where was directly coming from Google Maps, like how difficult is it to have access to this? So that story made me feel this shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be so hard to access such basic technology, especially when governments are giving a lot of it for free. So I felt I had to start SpaceSense to make this technology more accessible, solve real challenges on the ground for people who might not have millions all the time. So that's why I felt I really had to start SpaceSense. So what does the technology do today? So today, like we said, the goal is always to simplify it, make it more accessible. But today, the main focus for us is to see to and support organizations in accelerating their own climate journey to begin with, to understand what is their impact today, but also to then help understand how the changing climate is changing the risk for them, changing the risk for their assets, for their people, and use that knowledge to then adapt as well as chart out a more future path to be more resilient as well as be more sustainable. So that's where we're very focused. We started with agriculture first. We're supporting many regenerative farming solutions. We don't sell to farmers. We work with farming companies, but those are the kind of scenarios we're helping. And we are also now helping companies that are trying to create their own monitoring tools for sustainability or to create, for example, sustainable sourcing solutions to bring in transparency in how sustainable your supply chain is or to understand what is your carbon footprint today. So we are helping accelerate these companies in their own journey. So how does a farming company utilize this tech? So it's very simple. So farming companies are already working with a ton of these farmers, small, medium, industrial growers. They try to scale up what they had, they had so far been doing in a very small scale on very individual manual way. So with our technology, they are able to look at few millions of acres at any given time, but then they're able to personalize the suggestions, the advisory to say, oh, because these are the fields you have for each of these fields, for this field, do it this way. Put this much fertilizer exactly in this space or how to optimize it and take preventive measures before something happens and also help them say, what do you need to do to be more, to be more regenerative? What steps can you take and how many carbon credits do you, can you leverage because you are beginning to grow more sustainably. So they're able to scale this and still be very personalized because of satellite data. So Joe, is this the first startup that you founded? Correct. That's right. right, So I want to hear your journey on that. What was it like to jump out there and get started? 
Yeah, I would say it was quite a crazy ride. So I was still working at the time when I had the idea for the company and I wanted to make sure that it was something real and that opportunity, it was the right time for the opportunity. It wasn't just one thing, one instance that I saw. And I took my time almost a year to validate not just that one, there is a need for this. What are the current options? Is there a gap? Is so, how can it be solved? Try different methods to say, okay, try different methods and see what works, what is not working. And also to then validate, am I also the right person to solve this gap? Am I bringing something to the table that is valuable in that? So that was my first year to even know, even feel confident that I was up to, up. I had an idea that meant something and tried to refine it. At the end of the year, I was pretty confident that I was on the right path. I was looking at an opportunity that is not for 10, like 10 years down the line, but it was a need today and it is growing. And that I had some a unique perspective I could bring to it. And then I had something I can do about it with my skill set and passion. With that, my biggest, that's, that was, I would say, the easiest part. After that was the more difficult decision on when do I quit my job? How do I find my co-founder? And I was in a country at the time working that where my parents don't live. So I had to also see where do I start the company? If I started here, how do I pay my rent? I had to slowly chart out a path. So it started with first thing first, can I convince another person where I don't give them any money and still make sense that this idea can work. If I can do that is one level of validation that I do have the chops to go ahead and possibly get an external investment, which I knew would be the case for my company. So once I was able to find a co-founder, again, this took time. This took like multiple iterations with multiple people to actually find the one that is still today with us. And at the end, we also uh, together charted out the paths to pay ourselves for the next nine to 10 months. And we knew that was a window by which we had to start raising our first round of money. So when I had the plan, I was able to happily quit my job and work on this full time. That has to be one of the most well thought out tech founder stories I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. I'd sell my experience. I wouldn't say it was... It wouldn't have been. So one of the advantages I had going into this startup is in my master's before I, I started that company, I was very heavily involved with entrepreneurship, other startups at a lot of like, I felt like I was already, I knew exactly what to do, at least in the first phase of the company, be it user research, validating your idea, the lean startup methodology, how do you go about it? So I had a good amount of exposure to it and practice with other startups during my master's program. And that I think definitely gave me a more, I would say, thought out approach and also gave me the framework to say, where should I focus at any given time? What should I focus on? So that definitely had really helped me out. And on the raising capital side of things, was that also a large process? Finding co-founders, one thing, finding the right investors, yeah. a whole other thing. I think that was easier than finding a co-founder. <laughs> Yeah, it also helps. It's very important to understand in any startup, what you do, where you're working, your idea, how you execute. Of course, it's very important. But when it comes down to raising external capital, 
it is very also very important to make sure that you are in the right ecosystem. You are being visible to the people that can bring in that visibility that'll help you raise. So for me, that was very important. And the way we could do it, I was, again, in a new country I had not grown up in. I was there for work and actually I moved cities. So I moved from south of France to Paris to start my company. And the only advantage I had, I used every leverage I could to be known, be visible, be known in the startup community, that is. And Paris startup community, luckily, is very small. I think that is also the case in every city that you see. And I had done my master's in one of the schools. So through that and also through my previous employer, that is Airbus, which is very well known in the France ecosystem, that really helped me find, be more visible and also be more trustworthy for investors and also definitely get that first opportunity. You don't get screened out. You at least... Somebody looks at what you're doing. So I think that helps, really helps if you focus on getting the right network and becoming part of that ecosystem. What would you say are the biggest opportunities right now in the tech world? There are so many things. If you're thinking about starting your own company or knowing, trying to think what is the next big, best, big thing for me to work, there are actually numerous, be it VR, XR, all the people, some of them say it's dead. I would say it's still beginning. But there is still a lot to do there. There is a lot happening in the space tech scenario. Space tech ecosystem, it's really becoming more private and way more startups are coming up. There's so much happening there. Definitely Web3 is very hot. Definitely in the beginning. Blockchain, I think it is having its moment of not so, not a great time, but I think there is still a lot of promise. And one thing that is not spoken about a lot, but definitely it is one of our, it's going to be our future is quantum computing. I think it's, it is going to be a very, it's going to fundamentally change what our technology is going to be built on. But I think it's, there's still time before it comes to the limelight. And of course, we'll forget AI. AI is having its best moment at the time. But what I would say is somewhere it's also very important to understand where you are personally more invested where you feel more passionate about, because I think these ups and downs are going to change very soon. But if you start a company, you're married to it at least for a while. As you started before the big hype cycle hit on AI, you've had this for a bit. Correct. That's true. Even with education, I did my master's in applied maths and my focus was very much focused on computer vision, AI, machine learning. I, I was fascinated. I started with aeronautical engineering I was fascinated with technology. And I, when I saw AI, I was like, this is crazy. This is all math I already learned, but used completely differently. And it was just fascinating. I, I knew this, this is going to be, this is going to completely change almost every industry sooner than later. And I had to learn it. I had to get deeper into it. So I was already using this technology for other purposes before I started space. We're in space tech. Should you be looking at <laughs> Yeah. I think one of the very, very interesting, apart from what you see a lot of, a lot in the space tech is the rockets launching people going to space, but a lot more fascinating things are happening that is actually going to help us here on earth way more with climate change. And not more of that is happening than launches, honestly, that I think you should really look at because we are looking into more and more challenges coming up with climate change, more and more questions about how to be more sustainable or we are looking at how can we 
be more resilient. And there are a lot of, many of the space related technologies are focusing on one or the other aspect of that here on earth that will not only help us understand how our earth has been changing is today, but also help us chart out what should we be doing so that a future is a little better for personal reasons, for community-wise, community scale, organizational scale, all of them. So a lot of the VR AR is also using a little bit of geospatial at the moment. But in terms of space tech, I think you should look at how space is going to help us accelerate our own climate journey here on Earth. Yeah, it's the space tech and using satellites and using all this information is very exciting as to what we're going to see next. Joe, as far as if anybody wanted to learn more about Space Sense or get in touch, how could they do? Two ways. Our website is the best place to get started. It's spacesense.ai. Simple. You have a lot of information there. And if you want to learn more, you can always write to us at contact at spacesense.ai or you can directly reach me on LinkedIn. Thank you, Joe, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.